What's up, Beastome Nation? It's March 30th. Almost the end of March. We're going to do another NBA full court press and go over all four NBA games tonight. We're going to find sleepers. We're going to find beasts. We're going to find which games to pick for Vegas. And we're going to win tonight. So thank you all for joining me. You can find these all on Spotify. If you have not subscribed already, BC Odds. And of course, don't forget to go to bstome.com. Now it's going to be content on content on content on content. All right, let's jump into these four games. Hornets at Wizards. Yesterday, Russell Westbrook proved to be, I don't know, God. Tonight, he's got a matchup against Terry Rozier. He went for like 32 points, 21 at rebounds, 16 assists, something crazy. Anyway, tonight against Rozier, Rozier is good at swiping the ball, but Westbrook's just a, a tank. He's really going to just take over himself, expect to see double teams, but but Charlotte's got good rim protection with Bismack Biombo, but that didn't seem to matter with Miles Turner there yesterday. Westbrook's going to do his thing. you got to play him in daily fantasy. On Charlotte, it's really a team effort. There's no Malik Monk, so the backup guard spot's really weak. Rozier and Graham are going to have to play a ton of minutes tonight. A ton of minutes. Bridges is going to have to step up and play more minutes. But it's really going to be Graham and Rozier. And they're going to have to put a lot of pressure on Westbrook and make him work. Charlotte can always shoot the top off the building. Washington's just a one-man show. I say Charlotte's going to win just because it's too much for Westbrook to go back-to-back doing what he did. That's just way too much effort. Charlotte's got a ton of guys that can score. While Washington's just a one-man show. Philadelphia, Denver. Still no Joel Embiid, so Jokic should be able to dominate in size. Now they got JaVale McGee, too. That 76ers team is not going to be able to compete. Mike Scott. Okay, they got Dwight Howard, of course, who can, you know, he plays well against Jokic. But then as soon as McGee comes in or Millsap, if he plays some five, they just they just have so much advantage when they which is how much deeper Denver is. Because, yeah, Shake Milton can shoot. Korkmaz can can shoot, but he doesn't play D. And Thibault just doesn't shoot at all. But Denver's defense, Denver's bench just plays better D. They play better offense. And then the starting five for the Nuggets is just so much better than the starting five for the 76ers. It's really just going to be a Denver-Denver game in this one. Going on, Orlando and Clippers. Paul George is questionable. It's a back-to-back. I say he doesn't play this one, but Kawhi Leonard might even sit and George may play. It's one of those type of situations, but this is a game where the Clippers really should win no problem. This Charlotte Hornet team is, I'm sorry, this Orlando Magic team. Complete rebuild. They trade away their entire roster at the deadline. Uh, no one for Daily Fantasy is really going to do much. If Terrence Ross plays, it would be nice to see him get going. But Wendell Carter Jr. could actually be interesting off the bench. Reggie Jackson's going to have to do a lot handling the ball. Uh, Terrence Mann, sleeper. Kennard, a sleeper. I don't know if Kawhi's going to play. That one's questionable there. Last game of the night, Atlanta Hawks, Phoenix Suns. This is like a championship game if there was no superstar teams. Um... You know, you like to say Trey Young is going to have his way against Chris Paul, but you also feel like Chris Paul could have his way against Trey Young. In the end, it's it's going to be a team effort for both teams in order for anyone to win. Booker's not going to be able to do what he wants against Snell. 
Uh, John Collins won't be able to do what he wants against Crowder. Capella should be able to dominate Aiton, but they're a big team. It's not an easy game for both sides. Very evenly matched. This is the one game I would not touch of the day. As far as the parlay goes, let's just recap. Charlotte's got a lot more shooters. The 76ers are going to lose the Nuggets because the Nuggets are just a better team. And you don't, you don't even need to throw the Clippers in that parlay just because my 766 is hardly going to make a difference. And Paul George is questionable. Without George, they, they, Clippers should still win. But without George, the team looks a little weird. And we won't know until 7 o'clock. So, just to recap, parlay, Denver, Charlotte, beast.
Next up, we got a, well, Toronto Raptors, Detroit Pistons. Now this Pistons team is definitely on the throw in the towel mode after they lost to Lon Wright. It's really just Jeremy Grant and Plumlee and both those guys should be locked up by OG and Siakam. Siakam might have trouble against Plumlee. He's very athletic, very long. Uh, well, they're both long. Plumlee is very athletic, so he does match up well. Very physical, I should say. That's the advantage. Gary Trent Jr., he's going to be a little inconsistent against Bay. This, this game should go to Toronto. They have all the better matchups, all the better players. Boucher off the bench is always a threat. Though, to be honest, he has cooled down a lot. Ooh, this is tough because this should be a lock type of game, but let's just consider all things here. Let's just consider all things here. We know that the Raptors are the better team. We know that Grant is going to have trouble. When Grant has trouble, you know what? Toronto's guards are going to control that game. Toronto's guards are going to control that game. Toronto money line. I like it. Toronto money line. I like it. They really should win. All right, let's keep it going. Memphis at Houston. Memphis at Houston. John Morant against John Wall. It's like a present versus future type of thing. But at the same time, they're both young. John Wall's, you know, he's not, he's not, I don't even think he's 30 years old. He might be 30 years old. Anyways, KPJ, he's now going to get a lot of run. Kevin Porter Jr., he's got a good matchup. No one can really stop him there. Christian Wood, Jonas Valanciunas. Valanciunas is a lot bigger, and he should dominate the paint. And Memphis is making a playoff run. Memphis does have a lot of shooters, and their bench is playing well. Brandon Clark would start for Houston. Some Winslow, arguably, as well. Desmond Baines playing well. Melton Jones. And for Houston, their bench is not that great. So, you know what? Houston's, even though they're playing better as of late, this is a game that Memphis really has just a size advantage. They have a lot more shooters. Because if Kevin Porter Jr. is cold, which he has been, and it's not going to be easy to get to the paint, then they're in trouble. And Houston's bench, I mean Memphis's bench, they can really, they can keep them in the game and even change the outcome. We're going to say Memphis money line. Let's keep it going. Sacramento, Sacramento, San Antonio, De'Aaron Fox, Halliburton. Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Holmes. This is a good Sacramento team. They're coming off that amazing win against Cleveland. Tons of momentum. Speaking of DeLon Wright, huge addition. Terrence Davis as well. Mo Harkless. This is just a brand new Sacramento Kings team. They're playing tough right now. San Antonio. The San Antonio teams, they're sticking together. But this isn't really a great matchup for them because, like, Barnes beats Keldon Johnson. Buddy can outscore DeRozan. Halliburton White are pretty even, but Fox Murray, yeah, that's actually a really good matchup, too. And even Mills and De Patty Mills and DeLon Wright, Terrence Davis and Gay. Now this pendulum swinging towards San Antonio, but this game's very close. This game's very close. Sacramento can play well, San Antonio can play well, and that regards. Sacramento's a better team. Sacramento's a better team, but San Antonio can play well. If you want to get a little fancy on the side, you can go Sacramento, but it's not going to be an easy game. It could definitely, definitely swing either way. Cleveland at Utah. Cleveland at Utah. 
Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Okoro, Nance, Wade. This uh, this Cleveland team has been playing well as of late. They nearly beat the Kings. They were semi-competitive against... I believe they almost beat the Warriors. They definitely lost to the Lakers, but that's because Sexton was out. They probably lost to the Warriors, too. Sexton might have been out that game, too. But anyways, their West Coast trip continues in Utah, where Gobert is just going to be a, a monster amongst children. That's how big he's going to be out there. Royce O'Neal, Nance, that's going to take Nance out of the game. Okoro, Bogdan, did you know what? I can see Utah actually putting O'Neal on Sexton just to lock him up. And moving Everett Okoro on Donovan Mitchell. And then Bogdanovich on Nance. So in a way, everyone's going to kind of lock everyone up. Gobert's got such a big advantage just being such a monster out there. Mike Conley, Garland, that's a little young veteran. You know Garland, or I should say Conley, the veteran's going to do his thing. But you know who I really like in this game is Jordan Clarkson. He's hot, hot off the bench. Going up against his old team in a game where it could be a blowout. Jordan Clarkson should be able to score a lot of points in this one. Uh, Milwaukee Clippers. Milwaukee Clippers. So the Bucks, Drew Holiday, DiVincenzo, Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez. Milwaukee, when they're a full-strength team, they're a tough team. Connington, uh, see, that's where they're not full-strength is their bench is not full-strength. And on the flip side, the Clippers, first of all, Giannis is 100%, but he's expected to play. But the Clippers, on the other hand, they're playing really strong basketball as of late. Everyone's playing well. Batum, Mann, Kennard, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi, everyone's on top of their game. Giannis should be able to have a big game against the Clippers. He usually does in this matchup really doesn't present any reason why that would not happen in the end we have to if we had to go one side I would go with the Clippers but Giannis you know I wouldn't even touch this game this game's way too way too close both teams can play well no clear-cut advantage let's go to the night game the Chicago Bulls and the Golden State Warriors well the last game of the night Steph Curry Expected to play. Let's say Steph does play because Steph should be able to do his thing against this Bulls defense. They really have no one that can guard him. Sadoransky or Levine, yeah, right. Andrew Wiggins should be able to ball. Oubre should be able to do a good job containing Levine. Wiseman's always big off the bench or off the on the paint. But now Vuk is there, and Vuk's going to be a problem for Wiseman. He's just so much bigger and wider than Wiseman is. And then Markinen and Draymond Green, Lori's going to win that matchup. So this game actually spells trouble for Golden State. I wouldn't touch either side of this, especially because the Bulls bench is a lot better than the Warriors bench by a lot. I mean, they got Kobe White, Thaddeus Young, Garrett Temple, Troy Brown Jr., Aminu. Aminu. This turned into a team right here. So Bulls, they're going to be making a run. You know what? They're they're playing. They're going to come to play in this one. If I had to go on a side, I'd go with Chicago. But if you want to do a double insurance, you just uh, do the over on Steph Curry points because they're going to need every Steph Curry bucket in order to stay in this one. That's for sure. That or Wiggins to score 30 plus. All right, let's do our recap of the Monday night. What picks to play? This is March, what, 30th? March 30th? Okay. This is a big one. The last Monday of March is actually the 29th, so we got we got a couple of these. But it's still the last Monday of March ever in our lives of 2020. Ever, ever. So let's make it count. 
first game, Indiana, money line. Are they going to beat Washington? How can Washington win this game? Russell Westbrook, he can dominate on Brogdon. Potentially, Beal, he can make it drain on Holiday and Levert. Potentially. Uh, Achimaru, no, Rui won't score 20 plus. That's not going to happen. They're not going to dominate the paint, and their bench isn't going to win. So Westbrook and Beal can both go off. But now, how can Indiana win? I mean, let's look at, like, how Indiana can win this game. Brogdon, he could do his thing against Westbrook, who doesn't like to play D. Levert, he could score against Beal for sure, or Danny Abija for sure. Justin Holliday, he should hit his wide open threes. He could hit three of them, four of them. DeMontis Sabonis against Rui. DeMontis is such a patient post player. Even if he's not scoring, he's setting up other players, and he'll still score and do his thing. Miles Turner against Len. Turner's playing great. If I had to pick Len or Turner, I'd go Turner all day. Uh, and the bench for Indiana is so strong. So Indiana money line passes the test. And that is the main parlay of the day. Let's go on to another pick. We're not going to do over-unders in the main parlay. That's just not how we flow. It's, you know, yes, a parlay uh, over-under can always be more obvious than the other. And the other. I always like to go on unders more than overs because the thing is, the thing is, is that a sharpshooter could change an entire game. And if that sharpshooter doesn't have his game, then the under is going to hit. But at the same time, if someone off the bench goes crazy and that sharpshooter is hitting his shot, then your under's in trouble. So let's see if these games pass that test. The first one's Pelicans in Boston. There's a lot of sharpshooters in this game. Tatum, Fournier, Kemba. Those guys can shoot. They can score, no doubt about it. And it's not like they're facing the toughest of defenses. Brandon Ingram can score a lot. Zion can score a lot. So you got those four guys. There's a lot of offense, potential offense there. But no one on the bench can really, really scares me. I mean, Josh Hart, he can maybe score 10 points, maybe. And that'd be a lot for him. He's been scoring less than that. There's no scoring on the bench. I'm going to say it's good. We're going to give the official it's good. Okay, check that one off. Next up. We said over potentially on Miami and Knicks. Now we overs. Let's just, let's just play, play this one out. Miami. Is Miami going to be able to score a lot of points? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Reggie B. They really have no one that can stop Butler. Butler should have a really good fantasy day. Butler should have a really good fantasy day. Bam should be very busy as well. Both those guys are going to do their thing. Trevor Reese is going to play tough D on Randall. So if Randall's actually shut down, then that's going to make things tough, though. Both teams have a lot of bench scoring, and that's the X factor here. Is there is a lot of bench scoring. There's a lot of shooters and a lot of... There's enough offense in here where both teams can score 25 plus. Especially just both teams have to make this over 100. We're going to put two one separate. Both those do pass the test, but those are going to be separate. Minnesota, Brooklyn. Brooklyn! 
Does Minnesota beat Brooklyn? Uh, probably not, but it's going to be a high-scoring game, but they already have it too high-scoring. You always want to go against the books, not with the books. Momentum is not always your friend when you're going with the, if you think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and so do they. You want to go on the opposite trends. Dallas, OKC, Dallas is going to win this game. I just can't see how OKC can do this with this squad. Just not enough offense at all. Honestly, I'd take Dallas first half too, but Dallas money line for sure. Uh, Dallas first half, I just love that. There's no way, especially when the second unit comes in at game over and over the course. Maybe OKC starts hot, but I doubt it. Dallas, you can even go first quarter small. Might as well. Might as well. All right, um, let's keep it rolling. Toronto at Detroit. Now, does Detroit really have a chance of winning this game? How can this happen? How could this happen? Jeremy Grant could go off. Maybe. No, not with OG guarding him. Plumlee can go off. Uh, he could get a double-double, that's for sure. But then they don't really have that much scoring anymore. Diallo, Josh Jackson, Corey Joseph. Uh, it's just a bunch of average shooters. I mean, Toronto's got the better team. Toronto does have the better team. Is it as much of a lock as the other games? Toronto really should be able to win this game, but that Detroit team just has me a little worried. I'd say you have to do that one on the side and just live with that, that that's on the side because it's not as safe as the other ones. It's really going to have to come down to the guard play where Toronto has a clear-cut advantage because other than that, it's kind of an even game. It's kind of an even game. The center, the big man game is very contested and the guard game edge goes to Toronto and then... Honestly, more bench scores on Detroit. I'm not I'm not liking this Toronto money line. It's a trick game. It's a trick game. Memphis at Houston. Houston, do we have a problem? Christian Wood against Jonas Valanciunas, I think, is just the biggest thing because when Jonas dominates a matchup in size, it just makes it so tough for the other team to really get much going. But Wood does have a lot of athleticism and could create foul trouble. But still, Memphis is so deep, and they have so much, like Brandon Clark off the bench, Winslow off the bench, Baines playing well, Melton, Tyus Jones, and of course, John Morant can dominate John Wall, who's definitely not playing his best defense as anymore. Kevin Porter Jr. is a little inconsistent. Memphis money line, it's not as safe as the other games, but it's one of those that should win. You, you throw in the Toronto money line area Sacramento yeah just to clarify because John Wall Kevin Porter would those guys can really light it up and then there is enough scoring just throughout that team where you know maybe Brooks has an off night shooting house wins that matchup Tate and Anderson knock each other off would put Jonas in foul trouble John Wall beat Morant because you know the vet always wants to and Kevin Porter Jr. goes off and that game's not looking good so yeah, you're depending on less valuable players on Memphis than you are on a team like Indiana, who's got such better matchups throughout the entire game, and a team like Dallas, so who just is going to dominate. That game's not even close. Anyways, let's go to Sacramento-San Antonio. 
Sacramento, San Antonio, Darren Fox, Halliburton. This game's going to be a very, I could see it being an over type of game, a high scoring game. But, you know, just as I say that, I see it's 229 and a half and that's just too high. They're basically saying the same thing. And when they say the same thing, you don't want to do it. Fox and Murray is a good matchup. Murray's a, the perfect type of defender against Fox. And then everyone's just very evenly matched. There's really no clear-cut advantage here. Would not touch either side. I'm not even gonna say Sacramento money line. They don't, they're not, they're no lock in this one. Let's look at Cleveland, Utah. Does Cleveland really have a chance? No, not in Utah. Not in Utah. Utah's just playing so well right now. So well. Just put a parlay with them. Rudy Gobert is going to dominate that game. You can take the over on Gobert rebounds. That's a good play. And uh, if Jordan Clarkson's over 14 points, you can go small and over Clarkson because he can definitely score 14 points easy, if not 15, especially against his old team. Yeah, Cleveland's going to win this game. Uh Wrapping it up with the last two games. I'm sorry, Utah's going to win this game. I hope that's what I said. But Gobert's going to get those rebounds, that's for sure. Uh, Milwaukee Clippers. Look, if Giannis doesn't play, if Giannis doesn't play, then there's no chance. There's no chance the Bucks are going to win. But with Giannis in there, he could be the difference maker. And there's a lot of good matchups here. Drew Holiday can shut down Paul George, Middleton and Kawhi. Kawhi would win that matchup, but still, it takes a lot of energy. And then Giannis can dominate, and Brooke Lopez can beat Zubak. So, yes, the Clippers have the better bench, and that's where Memphis is not themselves. So let's see if Giannis plays. If Giannis is out, then the Clippers are going to win that game for sure. Last game of the night. Last game of the night. Bulls and Warriors. Bulls and Warriors. Sado, Levine, Patrick Williams, Lori Markinen, Vuk, Kobe White, Thaddeus Young, Kobe Garrett Temple. Just they're a deep Bulls team. If Steph Curry does not play, the Warriors are in trouble. Steph Curry does not play, the Warriors are in trouble. If he does play, the Warriors still are in a lot of trouble because Vuk can, can dominate, Levine can dominate. They just have so much offensive Bulls. What a great squad that they got going right now. It's not going to be easy. If Curry's there, it's too close to call. If he's not, the Bulls are going to win. So just to recap, the main parlay, the three parlay pick of the day, Indiana money line, Dallas money line, Utah money line. I don't know what it pays out. I'm sure it's above one-to-one, -one, meaning if you put out 10, put out 100, it'll pay you back 100. No matter what it is, I'm sure it's better than that. It's a very good option and I gave you other options that you can do as well that can make your night interesting I want you to have fun I want you to beast but make sure you concentrate the main play on indie money line Dallas money line Utah money line I, I like Dallas first quarter I like Dallas first half a lot more Dallas first half a lot more I like Gobert over on the rebounds have a beast night. We'll do this again soon. Beast.